Hello, and welcome to episode 206 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker, and my guest today is my main squeeze, Chris Brooker. We are going to talk about distance learning, going back to school, um, why we're sad summer is over, but it's 100 degrees in L.A., (laughs) and also the newest love of our life, Luna Lovegood Brooker. Here we go. Come on, Mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. So Chris Brooker is here, and he's already mansplaining how to do my podcast Well, it's not that hard, honey. I mean, (laughs) come on. That is so rude. But you're right. I should have everything ready to go when I pull you away from your Seriously, movie. I'm sacrificing my time here. I've got a lot of important <laughs> stuff to do in the time of pandemic. A lot of important garbage to watch on TV. Um, <laughs> sorry to, to pull you away from that. Well, it's tough. To come and talk to the Motherhood and Hollywood audience. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a big deal. Yes, I've heard. This Believe show, me, I've heard. This show is huge. <laughs> this show is huge. Millions of tens of people listen bonkers bonkers um as you know a couple weeks ago last week god it was last week i uh hosted a huge conference spoke at a huge conference for the blogger yes uh all about podcasting and all about this podcast and it was such a joy to be uh the keynote speaker there and share my experiences you know i only had like i think 20 minutes or 25 minutes to speak and i was trying i felt like i was trying to cram like five years of experience into that little amount of time and um i hope people gained something from it and got some value out i'm of sure it. they did i mean i, I kind of listened in on it a bit you know from the other room and uh <laughs> Yeah, you sounded great. It was fantastic. Thanks, baby. You were very well prepared. You had a PowerPoint and everything all prepared. I know. I felt like such a profesh. So like profesh. so legit. The I last... mean, you didn't have pants on when you were doing it. I did not. But you did have a well-constructed PowerPoint. <laughs> Pantsless presentation. You're welcome. I'm doing a lot of things lately like that. Like if the stars that I'm interviewing only knew that I'm literally sitting there in like sweatpants and flip-flops, so most of the time no shoes. Or, or and like the whole my whole just a nice shirt and bottom half and yeah. makeup and a lot of times I literally run into the bathroom right before the interview slap on some makeup and then run out and sit in front of the computer and like a pro ready to go it's a new world order that's how we work now isn't it bizarre though I think about this and I'm like it's so weird to me that I'm like just chatting with Russell Crowe or like you know whoever the latest Disney star is or something or like Kermit the Frog with like, no pants on with no pants on it's such a weird it's such a weird thing for me to think about sometimes when I think about my job because I'm like I love it I love talking to them I love talking about movies and TV but it's still so strange because I've always in my mind pictured them to be like my contemporaries or colleagues as an actress Kermit the Frog is one of your contemporaries yes (laughs) he really is he's an idol let's be real (laughs) Kermit is more of an idol but I think about that and I'm like why am I not in a movie with Russell Crowe you know, maybe someday I will be. I don't know. But it's still just sort of a strange sure. feeling and strange thing that I have to get over. Hollywood adjacent. I'm Hollywood adjacent. Um, I'm grateful to have a job, though. That's basically Same. the bottom line. Because I know a lot of my friends got laid off. Uh, NBC had huge cutbacks a few weeks ago. And I'm so grateful to still be employed. So thank you, NBC. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Russell Crowe and movie stars and what to watch, um, 
I think that like there's been a few times lately where have we hit the end of our like our streaming line like it seems like there's a ton of options of things to watch but we don't ever know what to watch you know it's one of those things as we've talked about there's so much content out there I end up getting like content frozen like mm-hmm. I don't know what to invest in like oh this looks good this looks this looks good this looks good oh but here's space balls let's watch that <laughs> or you know or something like that yeah. I, you know I it's hard to invest the time sometimes well and also some of it seems so niche. Like there's some things that are just so particularly, you know, specialized that I'm like, I don't really have an interest in that. One thing that surprised me is we watched, um, the autistic show about love autism on the spectrum. Oh, love on the spectrum. Love on the spectrum. Yeah. I was like, I know you'll find the title. Love on the spectrum. Love on the spectrum. Surprisingly sweet and adorable show. Not something that would have normally been on my radar, but we just started watching it one day and I was like, this is darling. It was, uh, you know, we laughed out loud and Mm -hmm. we did, oh, you know, that kind of thing. It was, yeah, it was very sweet. Very sweet. Um, And then we watched season two of The Boys and we're like, oh my God, amazing. (laughs) So good. (laughs) So good. Um, so we got advanced screeners for the boys and we actually watched it, like binged it. Like in two days. We several done. weeks ago. It is so, vi- would you call it cartoon violence or well, just like violent, violent? Well, it's violent, violent, but <laughs> if, you know, the first season was violent. This season, it seemed to amp up the violence a lot, a lot quite yes. a bit, but you were still so engrossed and engaged in the mm-hmm. story and these characters. Uh, it's just, it's just so well done. It's great. Carl Urban is so good in this and the guy who plays homelander whose name i can't for- remember right now yes um so good well, everyone across the board i think is great even oh, the yeah, minor supporting great. characters yeah. you know the members of their team and stuff like that uh the frenchy yeah. uh it's just great just great. oh yeah the whole cast is great the story is great and i love that it's unique and different and you sort of feel like it's a world that could exist if it was a world of superheroes watch you know? the boys definitely yeah. uh on amazon so good um, it's Amazon, right? It's Amazon. Okay. <laughs> I'm terrible at my job. I had a moment where I was like, oh, wait, I just said the wrong thing. I, I get, honestly, I get confused a little with all the platforms because now we've got Peacock. You know, we have Hulu. We have Disney Plus. We have Amazon Prime Video. So much content. Netflix. You know, yeah. so much content coming out. And that's not even including Stars, Showtime, HBO Max. It's so overwhelming. Apple. Apple. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, even Apple. Um. Even during non-corona times when we're all not staying at home, like I don't know how these shows are succeeding and I don't know what the measurement is and how people are watching them because it's so hard to stand out above the other, above all the noise, above all of the shows. Like how do you make your show stand out? You know, interestingly, I was looking through Apple TV and if you, if, if you scroll down on their main menu, they have a list of other uh, networks that you can subscribe to. Mm-hmm. And it's like a 20 network long list. It's yeah. IFC, it's oh, Shudder, yeah. it's um, AMC, AMC, it's Turner it's, Movie Classics. It's Lifetime Movie Classics and mm-hmm. you know a week free 4.99 every month for every one of them and it's like wow. Like that's there's so much content you can choose from. So you just got to be very picky. There's so much content Yet we still managed to find something like you came across a show the other day that I hadn't heard of, but is so great. The Teenage Bounty. Teenage Bounty Hunters. Yeah, Teenage Bounty Hunters. On Netflix. With Dwayne Wade. Yes. No, Kadeem Harrison. Kadeem Harrison, yes. Um, <laughs> he's so fantastic in that show. Like, yes. I honestly was like, he could have his own like side 
show. It's a fun, funny show that uh, I think there was 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I binged it in like three days. It's Jinji Kohan, right? Uh, yes, I believe Jinji it is. Cohen. It's it is such a funny show and it's so smart, but it again, it's very niche. Where if you're thinking yeah. if you just glance at it in the description, you might go, Oh, that's a kid show or that's a teen drama. Like the name Teenage Bounty Hunter to me makes me think, Oh, that's a YA type show. Kind of, yeah. But it isn't at all. It's not at all, because they deal with a lot of Adult. issues about religion and sex. Yeah, it's and very much there's very much an agenda on this show. Definitely. Uh towards religion and, and that sort of thing but it's still fun to watch if you, you know if you can set that aside it's still fun to watch um, and then what was the other show that you said you were really enjoying um, it escapes me now oh dear well there's a lot I mean, I'm sure it'll come to you at some point Yeah. but we Chris just binged all of um, Santa Clarita Diet which oh, came yes, out I did. years ago it's a goofy show you liked it I didn't love it you know I liked Timothy Oliphant in it mm-hmm. quite a bit. I think he sold every scene he was in. He his reactions were great and hysterical, and the kid characters were pretty good as well. You know, there was just one character I didn't really like in the show. So, and I think we know who that character is, but we don't need to go into it in case um, she's listening to my podcast. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I remember the other show. Okay, what it is was it? Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra yes. Kai. Yeah, yes. yeah. We're on season two now. It's moved over to Netflix, so it's a bit uh, more accessible. And, uh, yeah, great show. For some reason this morning I was thinking about that and wondering why it moved over to Netflix. Like, I wonder if it was, they just got a better offer for it, or if you if YouTube stopped producing it, or what. It I was know, such a hit for YouTube. But the YouTube subscription price, well, YouTube doesn't have a lot of original content. Right. And the subscription price was like 16 bucks a month or something like that. Really something, expensive. Something yeah, that's not that great. Um, so maybe that was a factor. I, yeah. I don't know. But I appreciate it moving over to Netflix now because now we can... more. It's more accessible. We can stream season two. Yeah, yeah. It's such a fun show, but it is weird to see Ralph Macchio back in that role. Well, like, all of them too. I it mean. just seems... Like, yeah, all of them. It just seems like they're just... But it is really well written, and I really enjoy the nostalgia factor. And it's believable. It's not. Yeah. It's not just. They're not just doing it for nostalgia. Yeah. I believe this as a legitimate extension of the story. Yes. Yes. In that respect, they are all definitely playing those characters really well. So there's, there's definitely some nuggets and things that are coming out. I haven't really been super jazzed about any of the movies. I mean, I think I was excited for Bill and Ted. Yeah. Um, but. To be honest, like it just was uh, really silly, and I didn't understand. It was, it was goofy, and I didn't understand why they, why they chose to have. And I, I'm, you know, spoiler alert, guys, if you haven't seen it yet, um, they chose to have their daughters so much like their own characters. I just thought that was sort of a misstep and a missed opportunity mm. to develop their world a little more. But then again, I'm like, well, maybe they didn't want to. Maybe they just wanted it to be pure, silly, silly. Well, it's a goofy world to begin with. I mean, yeah. you know, and it, if you read the reviews of it, it, that's what it basically says. It's like, this movie, it's not great, but it, <laughs> is, it is goofy and silly, and it's a nice, you know, release, I guess. I know. I think I just feel like maybe audiences movie tastes have evolved since 1991 and maybe there was something a little more they could have done with these characters but still tapped into that nostalgia but does bill and ted really need to go that deep i don't think it needs to go deep i think it just would have been nice to have them have some kind of like arc (laughs) like like something well i think that's the point of the movie is there was no there was no arc there was no develop they didn't learn anything they're still the same and i think that was the point of the movie is like (laughs) it's been 30 years and they haven't 
you know, made well, the song that saved the world or whatever, well, you know? Then mission accomplished on Bill and Ted. Done. Um, but it was still really cool to interview Keanu Reeves and Alex yeah. Winter. Although yeah. they seemed like they were just kind of bored. You interviewed John Wick and the guy from Lost Boys. Yes. <laughs> Cry, little sister. Um, so there's a lot happening in their house. There's a lot we're watching. Um, we're, we have been venturing out of the house a little bit more. Um, we have been going out to dinner. We went to the Garland hotel to their restaurant called the front yard. Um, we had to wear a mask. They did a temperature check and all of that. And then we went to a place in Glendale, uh, restaurant there, which was nice. Also, same thing. I don't, did they didn't check our temperature when we went in? To the restaurant? No, they didn't. Okay, but no. we did have to wear masks. Yeah. So, um, a couple times we've been out to eat and it felt okay. We spaced them out a few weeks between each one just to make sure we were, you know, okay mm-hmm. and safe and stuff. And now we are at the point of we are two weeks into Channing's second grade of school. Second, yeah, second grade. She is in full on distance learning mode every day. She's on the zoom calls with her teacher and her class and doing homework and everything from our dining room. And I'm starting to feel a little bit like, I mean, I feel bad for her. My heart goes out to her because she's such a social bunny yeah. and such a little social butterfly. She's and not I, connecting with the kids. She's not connecting. All. Cause there is, yeah. there hasn't been any opportunity for them to chat. Like the teacher asked them a question, then she unmutes them and she answers the question and then she mutes them again. So there's no, there hasn't been really any opportunity for her to even say hello to the other kids in Not her class. Not much anyway, yeah. And, um, they have small groups where they break off into like three or four. Yeah, but they're not, they're still just answering questions from the teacher. Yeah. They're not talking with each other, you know? So I'm starting to feel like, and get to that point where I feel like, you know, do we, do we in a safe way add a little more risk by having her go to dance class or having her go back to a soccer practice, something to introduce a social aspect in a safe way, of course, to her life. Yeah. Because otherwise she's literally just staring at these four walls every day, staring at where her only social interaction, um, because it's 110 I, degrees outside, it's she's 110 go degrees out outside. Right. When we go for walks, <clears throat> it's usually pretty quick because it's just been so hot lately. You know, I know a lot of parents who are social distancing, they have their, um, pods of, uh, you know, a little fam, other families they've been social distancing with, right. but we don't have that. You know, we have a couple of friends that, um, that we've seen, you know, a little bit of, but a lot of them don't have kids Channing's age right. and. So, yeah, I'm just sort of starting to feel like we need to do something to try to get back out there. But I'm also very nervous because Corona is still a very real thing. And I don't want to put her at risk or us at risk in any way. What do you think? Well, it seems like every time they ease restrictions on lockdowns and stuff like that, a couple weeks later, there's an increase in cases and everything gets locked down again. So it's this cyclical thing that we're going into right now. And it's tough. I agree with you. I do want to get out and I do want to... Um, expose her, not bad choice of words. Right. Uh, I do want to get her involved in more social activities, whether it be, you know, dance or soccer or softball or something like that, if it's done safely. That surprises me because from day one, you have been the one that's definitely more cautious. Cautious. Uh, and more, cons- no, I don't want to say more concerned because it makes it sound like I'm like, woo, whatever. But you've definitely been the one that's more like not wanting to go to the store, super nervous. No, that's me. Overhand sanitizing. That's me. And- yeah. 
all of that. <clears throat> um, I'm still nervous about that kind of stuff a little bit. Yeah. But I've, I'm to the point now where I'm like, you know what? I need to go to the store. Yeah. I need to buy stuff. I feel good with a mask on. I feel pretty safe with a mask mm-hmm. on. If other people have masks on and stuff like that, over your nose and mouth, please. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm just to that point now where I feel a bit more comfortable going out, you know, as long as it's done safely. What do you what do you do if you're out and you encounter somebody that doesn't have a mask on? Because it's happened to me a few times. It's actually never happened to me. I've really? never I've never been in the store and seen someone with a, someone without a mask. I've seen someone with their mask pulled down below their below mouth their chin. or below their chin, mm-hmm. and I just kind of stand back or walk away <laughs> or whatever. But uh, in general, I don't see that a lot, so it doesn't bother me. Um, what does bother me is the m- multiple amount of people that have it pulled down below their nose. Yeah. That just bugs me for some reason. Well, there's this movement that's going on or this like, you know, sense of defiance that people have that's like, look, I'm wearing a mask. It's just around my chin. Or the people who are buying like the fish netting, the very lightweight netting sure, mask. that does nothing. That right. does nothing. And they just put it over their face and they're like, look, see, I'm wearing a mask. You can't tell me what to do. It's this strange, it's just a very strange thing that's happening. And I just don't understand why people feel like they're being lied to by scientists and doctors, why they feel like their rights are being infringed upon. Like you wouldn't not wear your seatbelt when you're driving and science and research has said that will save your life and could save, you know, the lives of your passengers. Wearing a mask is no infringement on any rights that you have. No, and It's actually the polite thing to do. You know, you think about it from the other side. It's like, you're not protecting yourself. You're potentially protecting others. Yeah. I just, I just, just don't get nice. it. Just it's be just nice. be nice. It's just to be, it's just to be. And I say this knowing that I'm a really selfish person and I generally. Preach. Will, <laughs> will generally just bulldoze anybody who gets in my way. But I even feel a sense of duty to wear a mask because I want to protect other people. Well, you're and also I, an intelligent person. I also want, that's true. <laughs> I, mean, I would want the same respect from them, but it's just fascinating to me when I see these videos of people in Costco just like duking it out or freaking out over that Right, mask. all the Karens that yeah. don't want to wear their masks. So strange. Sometimes it's Todd's and Chad's too. too. Todd's and Chad's. Love <laughs> those guys. Um, but anyway, I'm thinking about setting up some safe things like maybe sending Channing to dance class because I know that her dance studio um, has like put a lot of safety protocols in place. That's what's great about these businesses is they are trying Mm -hmm. because they want to retain business. They want to keep their customers so they are going through the steps. Now granted their revenue probably won't be as great as it was when Mm -hmm. they could put 20 girls in a a dance class or 20 kids in a dance class. But if they have 10 people in a dance class distanced or Mm -hmm. whatever... I think it's like six. I don't even think it's that many. I think it's like six. Then they have more classes throughout the day or whatever. Yeah. Um, And everybody wears masks. There's temperature checks. Everybody has clean shoes for some reason. And I'm like, you know, coronavirus is not on shoes, but. We don't know. We don't know. (laughs) Just to be safe. Okay. (laughs) Um, But everybody has to keep their shoes there and put them on when they go to class. They can't walk in with their shoes anymore. Well, that's smart. I guess. I mean, it just, just, it's being, it's an overabundance of caution, Mm -hmm. which I, which. On one hand is annoying, but on the other hand, I appreciate. Yeah. You know, be safe, be cautious. It's our kids we're talking about. Right. So I appreciate their concerns. And the other um, thing that I'm looking at participating in is soccer again. That's totally. going to be outdoors, in a park, six kids, all social distance, all wearing their masks. I think that that would be good for her soul in so many different ways to just get out, have a little bit of social activity. Exercise. And have some exercise. Yeah. yeah and have some exercise and have... 
a little sense of normalcy. Now I'm, I'm nervous about it, but I think it's something we need to do for her mental health. And quite frankly for ours, because we have been for six months, pretty hardcore since this started locked in our house. Yep. Like there's been days at a time where we don't leave our house just other than like a walk around the block, you know? Yep. And I just, I I want to make sure we're being careful about it, but and we're not throwing caution to the wind, but at the same time we have to try to start living our lives again. Yeah, completely. I know a lot of people may not agree and you know, it's uh, there's a lot that's up for debate. There's a lot of heated things that are happening. I think, I think a lot of people now we're at the point, a lot of people, I think more people would agree with you than they did three months ago. Sure. I think we're to the point now where, you know, in general, everybody's like, yeah, we got to, we got to do something. And that's why we're seeing restaurants opening up for outdoor dining, alfresco yeah. dining. I mean, in Burbank now, a major street is blocked off. So the restaurants on that street can expand their dining rooms into the end of the streets mm-hmm. for yeah. alfresco dining. So, you know, businesses are trying to accommodate as much as possible. I'm seeing people eating at these tables outside. So yeah, I think people are wanting to get out and be more normal. Oh, just so, just so nerve wracking, just so nerve wracking. Um, all right. Well, we'll see how that goes then. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, if you guys haven't noticed, I've been kind of slowing down the production of my podcast a little bit. It's slowly becoming a once or twice a month situation. And I'm so grateful to everybody who's kind of hanging in there with me. And, you know, my work has ramped up tremendously during the pandemic. I found myself to be busier than ever before. And I'm grateful for that. But I also feel like any anybody can tell you unless you have like a full team of somebody working with you um something has to give and for me the longest time it's been my acting uh that has given way but since there really hasn't been in many acting opportunities over the pandemic um it has been my podcast that has sort of um gotten pushed down on the priority list but i'm working on that i'm working on getting better and i'm going to kind of find a a different rhythm for the podcast because I'm not ready to give it up. I'm not ready to quit. I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah. the conversations. It honestly may just pivot into something where Chris and I just talk every week because he's so easy to talk to and I know where he is at all the time. Watch those numbers plummet. <laughs> Watch those tens of millions turn to tens of fives. We had three people last week. <laughs> Stop it. And one of them found us accidentally. Oops. Um, so yeah, so things are pivoting and changing. Follow me on motherhoodandhollywood.com and also on my social channels, the Heather Brooker on Instagram and Facebook and Heather Brooker on Twitter. Also Heather Brooker on TikTok. What? Chris, Junior jam. Chris has jam. walked in on me doing so many TikToks. It's amazing. Um, so follow me over there. I'm definitely having fun over on the TikTok. And um, yeah, I appreciate your support. Please continue to subscribe and leave a review. I see all of the comments and everything you guys send me. And I'm super grateful for that. That's going to do it for me, guys. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama Funny. Balls.